This is Being Better, the podcast about the science behind mindsets and practices that make us happier, wiser, and healthier. My name is Julia Spohr, and I am your host. Join us as each week we break down scientific research and bring you true stories of people from all walks of life to help you make better decisions that will shape your tomorrow. people on the planet and welcome back to the being better podcast i'm so glad to have you here with me in this last episode of 2021 i'm so thankful to all of you for spending this year with me with all of its amazing highs and depressing lows you know it's been quite a year for me um air of huge change and of growing up and of making mistakes and of learning from them of love and of hurt and of success and you know success in progress because you know I don't really like the word failure um so yeah it's been quite a roller coaster and I know I'm not alone in this um but yeah I'm so glad we got to spend it together and learn together because you know this is what life is about um so you might have noticed that there was no episode posted last week And if you felt somehow disappointed by that, I'm so sorry. I had to take a break because I've been extremely busy and tired and kind of overworked and just disregarded my own well-being lately. And I just needed to take a break during these holidays to, you know, spend some time with the family that I haven't been able to spend time with in a long time, as well as to reconnect with myself. So I decided to give myself some time off, uh, but since I know how it usually ends when I give myself a break from work, but not actually put any effort to take care of myself, I decided to give myself time off as long as it's time off from everything. So it has been a week, or actually maybe like two weeks, uh, without social media, without shopping, without working long hours, without drinking, without staying up late or watching Netflix. And instead, I decided to practice what my soul has needed recently, which is um, daily meditation and journaling and running and yoga and conversations with loved ones and sleeping in and listening to, you know, silly YA audiobooks and thinking. And I mean, a lot of thinking um and i will talk about the things that i thought about and the um, um tiny existential crisis i went through um at the end of this episode in the inside of the week segment because now i want to share with you the biggest lessons that 2021 has taught me and you know the reason that i'm sharing them is a i don't want you to make the same mistakes that i did in order for you to learn these lessons yourself and b i think through sharing them here and putting them online i sort of make these lessons more real more permanent and non-perishable you know this way 
I won't forget about them and it also will hold me accountable in my efforts to not make the same mistakes and apply these lessons in the years to come. So if you kind of think about it, all of you listening right now from all parts of the world yet you know in the same digital space all of you listening right now are my accountability buddies who will ensure that I don't you know bullshit myself in learning these lessons and applying them so yeah thanks for that I really appreciate it Okay, oh oh my god, I almost forgot about the recommendation of the week. So, um, for my last recommendation of this year, I want to share a tool because, you know, at the beginning of this year and at the start of the new one, a lot of people will want to get into planning and organize and plan the new year and, you know, reflect on the past year and I think a great tool that I would like to share with you that probably most of you know about but if uh, some of you do not I want to talk about Notion which is a great app it's not sponsored um, if it was I promise I would say um, but I want to share Notion with you it's a great app it's a note-taking app but it has so many amazing tools also you can download an incredible amount of templates from the internet and I use Notion for everything I use Notion for you know just jotting down my ideas for the show for the life just my insights notes for studying also notes for this podcast I have a to-do list there I use it as my calendar Um, I journal in there I work out my finance stuff in there I take notes from the books that I read so I use Notion for everything and it has so many amazing tools that you can use like the toggle list um, tool because it kind of works like flashcards and I do not really have time to make flashcards and I think it's just easier this way Um, so I really really recommend this you can find many different guides on YouTube of how to use it and how to use it efficiently so you can just download it and make 2022 a bit simpler in you know organizing and making your ideas more permanent because you know our minds our brains are so great with coming up with ideas and thoughts but not really great at storing them so I think this would be a helpful tool in that so yeah this is going to be my recommendation my last recommendation of this year Um, and now since you have something that will help you in the new year let's come back and talk about 2021 and the hard lessons that I learned in that year but you know they might be completely irrelevant to your life Um, if so then sorry Um, but they also might be a game changer in your life you know you never know oh and mind that these are not in any particular order Um, but let's start with the first lesson which is going to be that we are constantly changing and you know change is neither good or bad um like I said this was a year of change for me I changed a lot um and maybe not in that fundamental way because my core values remained pretty much the same but I would say that my approach to life and view and on a lot of things is very different from the one that I had at the beginning of the year and like I said this is neither good or bad you know I recently went through sort of an identity crisis which is you know completely 
separate from the existential crisis which is you know yeah just my overthinking tendencies lead me to having a lot of crises um but yeah I had an identity crisis I just realized that I've been recently just you know going out a lot not eating well sleeping in late staying up late to work um buying things that I do not really need and you know all that stuff and even though this has only been like you know a rough period of a couple of weeks and everything is kind of good again I couldn't help but sort of feel bad um I was feeling like I am not myself anymore like you know this is not who I am but the question that I had to ask to myself was well if this is not who you are then who are you and the thing that you know came to my mind initially was you know I am Julia I am the person who does this and does that and I am and I decided to say all these labels that I usually assign to myself that people call me but you are not the labels that you give to yourself like I don't know what you call yourself a, a vegan a Christian or a Jewish an atheist a dancer or an athlete a mother a father a brother whatever I think these are just boxes that we use to make sense of ourselves and to belong to a group of similar people but the thing is these labels are not us these are just the things that we do I mean there's no inherent quality of yours that makes you a dancer or a Christian these are just the things that you currently spend time on but the thing is as time goes by the things that you are spending time on will be different and therefore you will be different. You will change. And this is neither good nor bad. It, it just is. It will just be a result of the changes in your environment and of your current mental and physical abilities. Because, you know, while you might think of yourself as an athlete right now, as you age, you will not be able to work out or break records and who are you going to be then so the thing that I learned is that the only thing that I can say about myself with a hundred percent certainty is that I am changing I'm constantly changing and I will be always changing and my desire for things to stay the same or to be in a state that I'm not currently in will only make me suffer and you know, I'm kind of like water. I just adapt to my environment. And even if things seem like my current state of things, of me, is worse than my past, that is just an illusion. Because, you know, maybe the fact that I am, I don't know, that I broke my arm now will prevent me from going to a concert where a bomb will be planted. So you never know. Change is never good or it's never bad because we decide whether something is good or bad based on its consequences and the consequences of this change are yet unknown and will always be unknown so what i should do is just accept that the only constant is change the second lesson of this year was that self-compassion is key in achieving emotional well-being um you know we will inevitably be unhappy sometimes and angry sometimes be anxious and other times disappointed 
And the way to deal with these emotions is not to shove them deep down and push ourselves to be happy and saying that, well, it doesn't matter or I need to stop whining or I don't want to bother you with my problems when we talk with friends. And I know this seems pretty obvious and intuitive, but at least for me, it's sometimes hard to actually put this into action. I certainly do still struggle sometimes with being compassionate and kind to myself. But this year especially has taught me that I need to be non-judgmental when approaching my thoughts and actions because this is the key to building a good relationship with myself and then as a result in any self-improvement or in building better relationships with other people. And I think this is especially important in fostering and fostering self-awareness, which is something that I actually talked about in the previous episode, I think. I think very often we ignore our problems, our fears and pains um, and only learn about them, you know, in therapy after years of building these destructive habits. I think we ignore these pains, fears and anxieties because deep down we are scared of being judged and judged not only by others but first and foremost judged by ourselves um and i don't want to speak for anyone else but i at least i think i am afraid of disappointing myself much more than disappointing anyone else in the world and so i end up doing things i wouldn't otherwise do because i just i'm just afraid of judgment of my own judgment and this is why self-compassion and being non-judgmental in approaching any of your unhealthy coping mechanisms is so crucial. Because in order to fix them, your subconscious, your inner child, whatever you want to call that fragile part of yourself, that part needs to learn to trust you again. And speaking of coping mechanisms, I want to dive more into our unhealthy habits and tendencies that we want to change in ourselves. I mean, this is the fundamental idea of self-improvement, right? Our desire to spend less time procrastinating, um, our desire to minimize suffering, maximize well-being, and just lead healthier lives. But this year, I realized that the way this quote-unquote improvement is approached is often wrong and this change in my view is something that you can notice by simply looking at how the titles of the episodes of this podcast have changed throughout uh, this past year and also by noticing the difference in the words that I'm using to talk about you know quote-unquote being better and so the next lesson of 2021 is that we are not machines that need fixing um, or to use an, a different analogy, very often we approach our problems and imperfections as if they were sort of holes in a jacket that we can just put a patch over and the problem is solved. For example, if a person is overweight, they might introduce a rigorous exercise plan and start a strict diet instead of addressing the reason they accumulated this extra weight and actually address what is the reason they want to lose it. Maybe they develop the habit of emotional eating as a way of dealing with the stress of a toxic relationship. And so a strict diet and losing a bunch of weight is not going to be something that will solve this problem. 
And this applies to conditions such as addiction or procrastination or eating disorders or screen addiction or, I don't know, anxious attachment styles or isolation from friends and so on. There are underlying reasons as to why we developed these coping mechanisms because they are just that you know they are just coping mechanisms that help us deal with certain stressors in our environment or stressors from within and instead of repairing the damages resulting from these coping mechanisms for example losing weight because we were binge eating we should address the deeply rooted conditions and reasons we are suffering you know there is something that makes you want to binge eat and this is something that you should address instead of just the resulting damages of the coping mechanisms that you developed so yeah the next lesson that i learned and this is a hard one is that no matter how good or kind or nice you are there are still going to be people who will dislike you um, you know, I have this really annoying trait, which is that I want to be friends with everyone. I hate conflicts. I want to be on good terms with every friend and colleague of mine. And I'm also extremely uncomfortable with the idea that someone might not like me. And subconsciously, I am just trying to be liked and respected by everyone, even by people I personally do not really like or respect, which yeah, I really do hate this quality of mine and I'm working on changing it because it is it is simply not sustainable. So the hard lesson of this year was also that it is impossible for everyone to like you. And that does not say anything about your person or your personality or how nice you are. You know, sometimes you being happy and a kind person makes you annoying to others because you remind them of things they are struggling with or sometimes a person might not like you from the moment they see you because you remind them of their ex and they have just negative connotations when they see you or you may have a certain personality trait which might be completely like objectively neutral like for example not being particularly talkative but it will be something that that person might dislike in people they prefer more talkative people and you know that is completely fine we are allowed to have our own opinions and preferences and just as you are not crazy about every person that you meet not everyone who meets you will be crazy about you uh, but me as a people pleaser and a person who suffers from chronic niceness this is a hard one for me to accept and just let go of this need um yeah but this is why you know all of you my amazing accountability buddies are here for you know so that we can all learn and help one another in just you know trying to not fucking care about being liked and i really this is going to be my new year's resolution to just not really care and speaking of you know not caring and just being a little bit more chill about life the next lesson that i learned is that nothing is forever and you know almost everything that happens every decision that you make is reversible or at least it's non-final you know i am a huge overthinker and when i need to make a decision even if it's like a small decision like i need to buy 
something. For example, let's say that I need to buy headphones. I will do research. I will research different brands and look up which headphones are the best this year and what are the qualities of a good headphone and just learn about the physics behind sound and just learn about all these different things because I am afraid of making bad decisions. I am afraid of making choices and experiencing negative consequences of these bad decisions. I don't know what is about me. I'm just an overthinker and I want to make good choices. And so I am stressing all the time about my decisions because I am just afraid that I will make the wrong choice and I will be fucked and I will be unhappy and sad and not have any money to buy food and I will have to live under a bridge. All of these worst case scenarios pop up in my head. But the thing that I realized this year is that like everything is reversible. Even if you, for example, I don't know, not get into any college, then it's pretty much fine. Like you can still make a living, you can start a company, you can, you know, have a loan and then get into like a private college or if you're making a decision about buying a car and you're like thinking oh I should buy this car or I shouldn't buy this car even if you buy this car and you then realize that you don't need a fancy see-through roof it's reversible you can always sell the car there are ways you know maybe you will lose a bit of money but it's not the end of the world or if you are thinking about breaking up with someone and you're thinking about oh my god if I break up with them I will die alone and no one will ever love me and I will not find anyone better than them It's like if you break up with them and you regret it, then maybe you can talk to them and apologize and maybe they will want to be with you again. I don't know. I just think that there's always a way to be happy. And even if you make a subjectively wrong decision, um, because like I said, everything is always, there are always changes. And even if something seems bad now, it might be actually a good decision in a grand scheme of things. But even if you make a bad decision that seems bad right now, it doesn't mean that you will be unhappy or suffer. Like, sure, you might suffer a bit, but probably not as much as you imagine you would be. And we can always be happy. Like, in that sense, happiness is kind of a choice. I mean, I I know I said that it's not, but like we are able to be happy even in like very simple conditions like if you live like a monk somewhere in the mountains you know having a small hut and a one piece of clothing and just live of rice you can be happy then and having all the things that we think that we need to have in order to be happy and that we stress about losing and uh, when we make decisions those things will not necessarily make you happier and so i just think that we should all chill the fuck out and i should chill the fuck out i'm not saying actually i'm not i don't know why i said you all those lessons are just applicable to my overthinking brain um because yeah i just stress about the consequences of my actions and whether i will be unhappy and alone because i made the wrong decision when actually i can be happy with very little in my life and whether that person is in my life or not that will not or should not affect my well-being um so the other lessons that i learned are kind of related to the 
success of this podcast because this podcast has gained a lot of listeners this year which I'm super thankful for and this has been actually one of my greatest accomplishments and my greatest pleasures of this year is that I really love making this and I want to keep making this and I want this podcast to evolve and become something that will lead to improvement not just in my life but in the life of everyone who listens to it and It has been growing, which is great. But what I realized through this and also what I realized when experiencing success in my life, I realized that the increase in possessions, status, popularity and success does not necessarily positively correlate with the increase in emotional well-being and overall levels of joy. And sometimes that can even be a negative correlation. So with an increase of success, you can become less happy. And I know that this is something that a lot of people talk about, especially celebrities. They say that, you know, money success will not make you happy. And I'm like I said, I also made an episode about this. So money does make us happier to a point. But I just think, in my opinion, the success of this podcast with the amount of listeners I have right now and the amount of listeners that I had at the beginning of the show, my levels of happiness are not necessarily that much bigger. And I think when I started this podcast, I was imagining, oh, it would be so great if I had this X amount of listeners and it would be amazing and I would be so successful then and I will have a greater appreciation of life and so many possibilities. And I just think that that's not necessarily the case. Like I'm super thankful for everyone who is listening. However, my levels of joy and my struggling with things remained the same. And so I know this is something that you cannot learn until you experience it yourself. But if you are currently working on on something, whether it's like a online project or a PhD, and you are imagining yourself accomplishing that goal, keep in mind that it will probably not be as great as you are imagining it to be and if you get that PhD that will probably not make you much happier than you are right now because like I talked about also in a previous episode um, there is the hedonic adaptations effect and we have a certain level of happiness that we usually come back to and you can sort of change that default and make it a bit higher but we do have that default and we just adapt to things and if you have a new car if you have a new bunch of people who listen to your podcast if you have a new phd or a new wife you know there's a certain honeymoon period when you are happier but then you'll probably go back to the default level of happiness oh man i just realized that i have so many more lessons that i want to talk about but we are already you know i've been talking for like half an hour so i'm just going to talk about one more and i think make an episode or talk about the other lessons in the future in 2022 Um, The last one that I also wanted to talk about when it comes to the podcast is that I realized that I have been making an episode every single week since November 2020. I have not actually missed any single week apart from the last one in making this show. And so, you know, this is not that I have this endless amount of ideas and I just keep coming up with them and I just want to share them. No, I have actually been pushing myself to be creative and I just, I have this list, also in Notion, I keep this list of ideas and I am very desperate in making sure that I have good ideas every week. But what I realized is that pushing yourself 
to be creative every single week and to make something that is new, that is interesting, that is helpful to people and relevant to your life. Because I don't want to make episodes about things that are not relevant to me that I just, you know, talk about that I have actually not experienced. And thinking of all of this and making something that will also, you know, be interesting to people from all around the world, from different backgrounds, from different walks of life and that have different expectations is very fucking hard. And pushing yourself to be creative on a schedule is not how creativity works. You know, creativity is just us coming up with ideas. And uh, what I realized in my case is that pushing myself to be creative actually makes me produce less ideas. I'm more stressed and I notice less things, less just those ambiguous situations in your life when you see a stranger that looked at you a certain way and you start thinking about the meaning of life. When you are stressed about the fact that you need to make a podcast and put an episode because people will be disappointed if you won't, makes you not notice of the little things that happen in life that actually make you creative and so I don't know how I want to work with that because I still want to post a episode every single week in 2022 but it's hard this is not how creativity works and this is something that I think a lot of creatives are starting to be open about is that they want to produce content but um, wanting to produce content does not mean that you actually have a lot of ideas this wanting wanting is not enough if you want to be creative um and this is not something that i want to complain about like i said this podcast is a huge privilege and that fact that i have a platform that i can share my ideas is great and 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 i don't want to stop and i think it's actually awesome that i have a stimuli that makes me think of the things that i might usually not think about uh, because i want to have something to share with you so i i like having uh, this to hold me accountable in being creative but it's hard and creativity and muse to be a bit more poetic is not something that you can control um so this is another lesson that it was hard learned i have a lot of actually other lessons and i thought that i could talk about them um today but i don't think i will make it so i will talk about them in the future so that is that Uh, when it comes to the inside of the week i feel like this whole episode has been a huge insight of the week and i don't want to make it too long so i think i will take the lessons that remained and yeah just sort of put them in the next episode so maybe make part two or something um my insight of the week is like i said i just wanted to thank you for listening for being with me for sending nice words on instagram and connecting with me it's been a huge privilege to kind of serve you and serve you my ideas and and to be listened and to have this way to express myself and i really appreciate it and i really appreciate you um, I am sorry that I haven't been connecting. I just realized recently that social media, I mean, you know, surprise, surprise, social media is a difficult place to be on and I need to portion myself that just, I think it's, I think social media is overall pretty good, just like food is overall pretty good, but we just need to portion it because sometimes too much can not end well for us and this is why i've been having this detox two weeks and i don't know i mean i i I think i will post an 
Instagram post with posting this episode, but I think I will not come back on Instagram for at least a while because yeah, it's not great for me. I recommend you to maybe do the same if you if you are considering it. Yeah, overall, this week has been very good to me. Um, I've been catching up on some private work, doing some readings, reading some Plato. So I also have a lot of ideas for episodes to come because Plato is a pretty smart guy and I've been inspired by his work. Also some Shakespeare. So I've been hanging out with the ancients lately. Um, Oh my god, I am just talking about bullshit right now. I am so thankful for you for sticking with me this year. I hope your New Year's Eve and the entire 2022 will be amazing and that we can also spend it together. So take care of yourself and if you can, of someone else too. And I will speak to you in the next episode and in the next year. Being Better is edited and produced by Julia Spohr. You can learn more about the show and about other work over at our website, beingbetter.info. And the Instagram is at beingbetter.pod. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by word of mouth. So if you can, please tell your family, your friends, and what the hell, also tell your enemies. You know, we don't discriminate on this podcast. So tell them about the show, tell them about why you like it and about why you like the incredibly amazing and very humble host. You can also share it on social media platforms and if you tag us, we'll make sure to reply. Thank you so much for joining us today and I'll speak to you very, very soon.